The Tinkerer's Daughter by Jamie Sedgwick Narrated by Shiromi Arserio Chapter One My only clear memory of my father is from the day he left me. That frosty autumn morning remains vivid in my memory, as if I were there now, watching the scene play out, though I can't seem to recall any other day before it. Patches of frost glistened under the early morning sun, and a cold wind howled across the southern plains, funneling up into the tiny valley around us. The trees blazed with fiery colours, painting the mountains in broad swathes of crimson and gold. Behind us I could see the mouth of the valley, and the plains spreading out, and beyond that, the narrow line of trees that sprouted up from the muddy banks of the Stillwater River. I was riding in our old hay-cart in tow behind my father's great stallion, bundled against the cold in a heavy wool blanket. I remember the uncomfortable shaking of the cart, and the incessant squeaking of the rusty old leaf-springs as we rattled up the mountainside. Up ahead, I saw the awkward shape of an old windmill rising up out of the hillside, and behind it a distant curl of chimney-smoke drifting through the trees. The windmill blades were not spinning, despite the breeze. Then, just as the trees began to close in around us, Father reined in his stallion and brought the cart to a shaking halt. I craned my neck around as he dismounted and watched him walk towards me. He lifted me to his chest and I readily accepted his warm embrace. His skin was abrasive, his beard like steel wool against my cheek but I pressed myself closer. I was afraid. I'd never been away from our tiny homestead before. I glanced around and saw that we were at the edge of a broad clearing. The windmill stood behind us now, just down the road. Up ahead I saw a small cottage, and a stone's throw away, a crumbling old barn backed right up to the mountain. Something I'd never seen before, a slow-moving paddle wheel sprouted out of the west wall of the cottage. The lower half rested in a creek that gushed out of the woods behind the house. I would later learn that this wheel not only pumped a constant supply of fresh water into the house and garden, but also harnessed energy. To me, on that day, it was simply another oddity in a place filled with them. Junk they scattered from the cottage all the way down to the road. It sprouted up from the lawn in tall piles and stacks like the ruins of some ancient civilization on the verge of collapse. It was the oddest assortment of things I have ever seen. Rotting old wine barrels groaned under their burdens. Rusting hinges, nails, and pieces of scrap metal spilled out over the rims and they scattered across the withering grass. Pipes and tubes, wooden crates and metal boxes were strewn across the yard. I saw wheels, copper and brass pipes, gears and pulleys and a hundred other things that were entirely foreign to me. Out of the midst of it all, a man appeared. He was tall and thin, unshaven and dressed in filthy oil-stained clothes. His hair was wildly unkempt, and he had some sort of leather goggles wrapped across his forehead. He reeked of burnt oil and sulphur though the man towered over my father in height and they were of a similar age. 
I remember thinking that he looked very frail. My father was a broad-shouldered and sturdy veteran, hardened from years on the battlefield. At the time, I didn't understand the difference between them. I only observed it, and it made the man seem that much stranger. My father was the only human being I'd ever known. This man was so different, so unlike father, that he hardly seemed human at all. I pulled closer, burying my face in father's coat, but I kept an eye on the strange man in my peripheral vision. Good morning, Mr. Vale, wasn't it? The man said. Father shook the man's hand and nodded. Yes, Bran Vale. Good morning. There was hesitancy in his tone, but the stranger didn't know him as well as I did, and therefore didn't notice. I turned my